It began over 5,000 years ago when civilization was young. Every major culture, Egypt, Greece, Rome, India, Japan, studied it, practiced it, perfected it to a fine art. They admired its Olympian demands, strength, speed, agility, skill, grace, and courage. They did it to honor their gods, they did it to honor their kings, they did it to train their soldiers, they did it to compete, and they did it for fun. It has come down through the ages to us today. It is Coliseum Corner, the wrestling podcast where each and every Coliseum home video is reviewed. From the personalities and specialties to the best of the WWF and even the Collector Series. If you're looking for reviews of WrestleMania, Survivor Series, Royal Rumbles, and SummerSlams, then look somewhere else because this is a trip down memory lane of your favorite videos. We review the good, the bad, and even sometimes the awful. Join Bill as he takes us down a memory lane adventure the likes of which no podcast has ever gone before. So sit back, relax, and listen to this fantastic podcast that we call Coliseum Corner. And here is Bill to start the show right now. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Coliseum Corner. I'm your host, Bill Yankovi. Before I get into today's video, I want to talk about some news that came out that is sad news, I think, to a lot of wrestling fans. And that is that as of the end of this coming year, 2023, WWE will no longer be distributing DVDs. There won't be any more DVDs, Blu-rays coming out courtesy of WWE. And the reason I'm bringing this up on this podcast is because this is a podcast, you know, going back to the roots of the history of WWF and WWE with um, home video. And this is something I've always wanted to do, Coliseum videos. And this was something that I got into as a kid. And um, I ended up getting a lot of Coliseum videos when I became a teenager and a young adult. And the same with uh, WWF home video. Uh, It is sad news because... In a way, it's kind of people saying, hey, you know, we've got streaming services. It's time to ditch the DVD player. Time, pardon me, time to ditch the Blu-ray player. But someone like me, um, you know, with certain stuff, I need to have the physical copy. Like with my music, I need to have the physical copy like if it's a like if it's one single song okay I'll download it but if it's an album you know of like a band or an artist that I really like then I need to have the physical copy I I just need to have the physical copy and um it, like I said it's a sad way to you know sad thing to hear there had been talks I think about a year year and a half ago maybe of them stopping it but it continued on but uh, it is coming to an end. I know over in Europe, the last DVD that's going to be for sale, I think, is December 16th or 18th. 
and then the last DVD here in the United States is going to be December 26th, and then that's going to be it. Um, so my advice to those who, you know, are contemplating, should I keep my stuff? Should I get personally? I would keep it because you know, no, no, no matter what, DVDs, Blu-rays, and even the old school videotapes, they're never going to go away. They will never go away. So, I would say keep them unless you don't really want it anymore. Um, and then, you know, maybe start searching to find certain DVDs, certain tapes, certain Blu-rays to uh, fill your collection, if you will. Well, speaking of collection, that's going to lead us into today's video review, as I will be reviewing the best of the WWF Volume 7. This is a this is a doozy, folks. Oh boy. Let's get right into it. So the the uh the video is hosted by Mean Gene Okerlund, and he tells us about some of the things we've had in the past in best of the WWF uh videos, like in volume three, we had the debut of the British Bulldogs. In Volume 2, we had Pedro Morales defending the Intercontinental title against the Magnificent Morocco. And in Volume 1, we had a 3-on-2 handicap match featuring Andre the Giant and Hulk Hogan. Which, oh by the way, all three of those videos are in for the, uh, they're in the archives if you want to check them out. I'm not going to spoil who's in Volume 7 because Gene does mention some of the things that happens, but I like to keep it a surprise for you guys, the listeners. So with that, let's dive into the action. So we begin in Boston at the Boston Garden where Terry Funk takes on Pedro Morales, a battle of former world heavyweight champions. Terry Funk, former NWA world champion at this time and Pedro Morales former WWF champion you know this pardon me this is a unique little match it's kind of fun in a way and I think it shows how really good Terry Funk is I, th I mean we all know Terry Funk is good but here in particular, I think it shows how good he is. So, Terry slaps Pedro across the face, you know, to get the Terry, you know, to get Terry all riled up, or, or Pedro all riled up. So, Pedro eventually does come back, and he slaps fuck like three or four times across the face, and then we get, um, then we get into some action. And we get a point here where Terry Funk sends Pedro over the top rope. And when Pedro goes over the top, he lands, like one of his legs lands on the table where Gorilla Monsoon and Jesse Ventura are, and he's grabbing his thigh, his groin area. It looks like it, like he actually had pulled something, but it must not have been that bad because nearly three months later, he's in the Battle Royal in WrestleMania too. So while Terry Funk is uh, kind of celebrating what's going on, 
a random fan throws a piece of garbage and it hits Terry on the back and he tries to go after the fan. It's kind of funny. And then, a few minutes later, Terry sends Pedro again outside, this time onto the announcer's table, and Terry even takes a swipe at Gorilla, takes his headset off, and Jesse's like, oh, I guess Terry's gonna get the Gorilla out of retirement, and Gorilla's like, no, Jess, uh, I'll take care of it in the locker room or outside of the street, I'm, I'm not getting into the ring, so Terry, he, he has control for a while, Pedro manages to come back, and Jimmy Hart gets involved a little bit, but Pedro, you know, he's kind of on a roll. And then we get towards the end of the match. Jimmy Hart is being chased by Pedro. Jimmy goes under the ring. Uh, Pedro gets inside the ring. Terry is still on the outside. He's handed a, a, a wooden chair. It's a folded wooden chair. And he throws it into the ring, and the ref just kind of kicks it out. So, Pedro catches Terry in between going in and out of the ring and he gives him a series of punches and he's teeter-tottering on the ropes and at one point Pedro grabs Terry by the trunks and it you know in the words of Gorilla Monsoon he was going to be x-rated but Jimmy then gives Terry Funk the megaphone and the ref is kind of not pushed away but kind of, you know, gently shoved away. Terry hits Pedro with the megaphone, hands it off to Jimmy, gets the cover. One, two, three, Terry Funk wins. And you could see as Terry and Jimmy are leaving, t the, the megaphone, like the end of the megaphone where he hit Pedro is bent a little bit. So, he did some good damage. And then we get to see the replay again. This is a fun little opening match to start this videotape. The, 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 Terry Funk is so good, folks. I mean, I think everyone could say that. It's just, it's Terry Funk. There's one point, and I, and I kind of forgot to mention it, but I'm going to mention it now real quick. Terry gets beat up on the outside by Pedro. And he goes into the steps. These are the wooden steps in Boston. And the steps get knocked down, and Terry goes into Terry goes into the um, into like the space, you know, that's holding the steps, and he's hiding. And Pedro just goes all the way to the top rope, and it's like, oh my God, he's gonna jump and he's gonna go right for the wooden steps, but uh, fortunately, he did not do that. Now we go to Madison Square Garden where we have a rematch from Volume 6 where it is Hulk Hogan defending the WWF title against Randy Macho Man Savage. So the beginning is different this time as Savage goes to work on Hogan. He just does not waste any time, does not remove his sunglasses, does not remove his cape. He is going to work on Hogan. He chokes him. He even takes the WWF title and hits Hogan with the belt. And the referee is not disqualifying him. You know, uh, Gorilla's a little bit upset about that. So Savage is in control, and Elizabeth gets up on the apron. And, and I think what she's trying to do here is she's trying to get 
you know, Savage's attention, like, you're going to get yourself disqualified. You know, you, you, you could lose this match. Well, Hogan manages to get himself back together, and he knocks Savage down, and everything goes. The glasses go, the cape goes. Hogan grabs the sunglasses. He puts them on, and he beats up Savage. So he then sends Savage to the outside. Hogan goes following him, picks him up onto his shoulder, got him in a body slam position, but instead of that, he runs and sends Savage face first into the steel post, and Savage is busted open, and I mean, he is gushing blood. Like, Because remember, in the last time, Hogan was the one that was bleeding, this time Savage is the one that's bleeding, and Savage is, uh, whew, he's, you know, got the juice going. So, Savage is thrown back into the ring, Hogan beats him up, and then Elizabeth comes back up on the apron, and she's really concerned, and, you know, Hogan sees this, and what he does is, he just gives her a big, cold, well, he doesn't give her a big kiss, but he delivers a big kiss, you know, blowing one to Elizabeth. Savage manages to come back, he, you know, they go to the outside, get a little bit of an advantage. Savage climbs the top rope, hits the elbow drop. One, Hogan kicks out. Not even at two. He get, kicks out at one. So Hulk is hulking, hulking up, and he's got Savage in trouble. Punch, 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 hits the boot. Doesn't go for the leg drop yet. Kind of surprising. They go back to the outside. Hogan has Savage on his shoulders. He's going to do the same thing to Savage that he did earlier in the match, which is send him face first into the post, but Elizabeth blocks it. Elizabeth blocks Hogan. All right, Hogan's like, I'm going to go to this next corner. Elizabeth blocks again. And Savage, you know, getting his bearings together, he pushes Hogan into the post, gets back into the ring, and the bell rings. Savage wins again. Savage wins again by countout. And this upsets Hogan, and it's to the point where Hogan is the one that goes after Savage, and he locks in a bear hug, and it's not really the best-looking bear hug, but anyway... So Hogan's got this bear hug on Savage. Here comes Tiger Chung Lee and Iron Mike Sharp to break things up. It's not happening. Here comes George Wells, Dan Spivey, and Scotty McGee trying to break this up. They gather Hogan in the corner. Lee and Sharp have Savage in the corner. And then Savage takes one cheap shot at Hogan and he gets out of town. So, so Hogan, and I loved this. This is funny. He tries to explain to the referee what happened. And he's mentioning Elizabeth. And the way he mentions Elizabeth is he does the body figure hand gesture. Like, she's the one that caused all this. So, Savage wins as a result of a countout. But Hogan retains the title. Our next three matches on this tape have us going into the archives of the World Wrestling Federation. 
We're going to start off with a manager versus manager match as it is Captain Lou Albano versus Arnold Scullin. Yes, both men donning the tights for this one. Um, so Gorilla Monsoon does commentary. He does voiceover commentary. The referee checks both men, and Scullin immediately goes after Albano. He is not wasting any time. He is going to town on Albano, and Albano is punched out to the floor. And it looks like, you know, oh, he's retreating. This match is over. He hasn't even taken his jacket off. But Albano does manage to come back. And Albano, he's got a foreign object on him. And he hits Skullin with the foreign object. And and this is the way it's going to be for about two or three minutes until Skullin manages to come back he he punches Albano and Albano loses the foreign object. Skullin grabs it and he starts punching at Albano. And it is this part <laughs> this part is blatantly bad. Every time Skullin punches Albano, Albano takes his thumb, goes to the forehead, and cuts himself. So you know he's blading. You just absolutely know he's blading. And he does this like three or four times, and every time it does it, Albano goes to the forehead, goes to the forehead. And Albano is punched out of the ring. He goes to the back. He's counted out. Arnold Skolin wins as a result of a countout to the delight of the Madison Square Garden crowd. Now, this next match has its funny moments. Because it is a two out of three falls match for the tag team titles. So the champions at in this match are Haystacks Calhoun and Tony Gurria. The challengers are Professor Toru Tanaka and Mr. Fuji. What makes this funny is the beginning of the match. It's not what the it's not what the wrestlers do. It's more of what a fan does, or a couple of fans. So Toru Tanaka is going to start the first fall. He grabs, you know, his ceremonial salt, goes to the corner, throws, you know, throws the salt into the air, and it lands on the ground. Well, here comes this little old lady coming up. She sweeps the salt off of the mat with with her hand, with her program, and then she gives like a little face going, and then she does like this fake karate pose, which has the crowd going. And this is this is just great. So Tanaka then goes to the opposite corner where no one is there. He throws the salt. There's another old lady there who sweeps the salt off of the ring, and the and the first lady comes over to help her as well. And then Tanaka does it a third time over in his corner, and the first lady swipes the the salt off of the mat. And it is just so funny. Like this is the kind of stuff that. You couldn't produce it. You know, it's these New York fans 
being like, oh no, oh no, you're you're not getting, you know, you're not going to get this. It's just really funny. So, Gorilla Monsoon, during this match, and I want to apologize to everyone who gets offended by what I'm about to say. Gorilla calls Toru Tanaka during the match on, on a few occasions. Chopstick Charlie. Chopstick Charlie. I wonder where he came up with that. Um, so the first fall basically ends with Tanaka and Fuji double-teaming Gurria. They get the first fall. So the second fall is more of them going after Gurria. Haystacks Calhoun is kind of... He's, he's stuck in this corner. You know, they can't really get the tag. And... He gets in the ring eventually because he's just tired of, you know, waiting for the tag. They throw Gurria out, and Tanaka and Fuji double-team Haystacks Calhoun, and the referee disqualifies them. So the second fall goes to Calhoun and Gurria. So we are evened up at one fall apiece. And we go to the third fall, and... This is where the champs are going to win the match. Haystacks Calhoun finally gets tagged into the ring. Now remember, Haystacks Calhoun, 601 pounds, really big guy. So he grabs Tanaka. He's got him as if he's going to let Gurria hit him. Fuji's coming up from behind. Fuji was going for Calhoun, accidentally hits Tanaka. And he's like, oh no, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. So Calhoun knocks Tanaka down. Calhoun goes for his big splash. He gets maybe a foot and a half, two feet off the ground. Gurria, you know, blocks Fuji. One, two, three. Calhoun and Gurria win. They retain the tag team titles. After that, Calhoun hits a second splash on Tanaka which you kind of don't see. It's kind of 50-50. And then he gives him a third splash, pretty much to make sure, hey, you know, if you missed it the second time, here it is the third time. Um, The old ladies are the star of this match. Oh my gosh, it is so funny. You, There's no way you would ever be able to get away with that today. There's no way you would ever be able to get away with that today. Alright. So now. We got one more match from the archives. We are going to Shea Stadium. This is the big uh, Shea Stadium show of 1980. And we have a very young Vince McMahon. As the ring announcer for this next match. Because it is for the Intercontinental title. The challenger is Mr. USA Tony Atlas. The champ... Ken Patera, look at this. Three videos in a row, we got Kenny Patera, you know, either in action or, you know, in a segment. Look at this, three videos in a row. And remember, you know, this is um, 86 when this video came out. Patera doesn't get out of jail for another year at this time. So, I don't know if he's told, you know, when he came out, like, Hey, pal, you're on some of our videotapes. So, we get the match. Gorilla's on commentary again. 
because there is no commentary uh, from the Shea Stadium show. Or, you know, not originally. I, I know um, Michael Cole and Mick Foley did commentary for WWE 24-7 a long time ago. I, you know, I, I'm just going to say it real quick before I get to this match. I really wish they'd put that show back up. Can you can you put that show back up on Peacock, on the Cock or WWE Network? I, I, can you put that up? I think a lot of people would uh, enjoy some of some of the old footage of that. So anyway, this is a different strongman match, and it's good in its own way. Atlas has. Patera, I almost said Gurria, but it's Patera, you know, in a lot of trouble early on. And, you know, Atlas looks so good in this match. But Kenny manages to come back, you know, be the the uh, the heel, the cowardly heel. And he, at one point, gets his finishing move in. He's got the full Nelson on, and then he attempts the spinning full Nelson, which I love that move. But... Atlas manages to make it to the ropes. So, you know, you got this back and forth match. Patera sends Atlas to the corner. That's a mistake. Atlas has a strong head. Then we get to the ending of the match. Both guys are on the outside of the ring. One tries to get in. The other won't let him. Then they get up on the apron. Patera clotheslines Atlas into the ring. Referee calls for the bell Atlas wins as a result of a countout. Oh my gosh, Patera accidentally cost himself a match. So after the match, Tony Atlas says to Patera that basically, for the rest of your life, I'm going to be chasing you and I'm going to be kicking your butt. And Patera wants no piece of Tony Atlas. And Patera is out of there. This, you know, okay... This is not going to be considered among one of the 100 greatest matches in the history of WWE or even the 100 greatest matches in the history of professional wrestling. But Atlas looks like a million dollars in this match. And Patera, I swear, Patera is so underrated. You know, when you have conversations of... WWE Hall of Fame every year. Who should go in? Who should go in? Patera is a legit case of someone who should be in the WWE Hall of Fame. Second ever Intercontinental Champion. One of the monster heels for, God, the better part of almost a decade. You know, so, so good. He's so underrated. Oh my gosh. Oh, it's an injustice. That's all I'm going to say. It is an injustice. All right. Now we're getting to my favorite part of the entire tape. This is not a Coliseum video exclusive, but it is so good. It is so funny. Because this is done in two parts because it's all about the slammies. So for those who don't remember or don't know, 
The first Slammys were held in March of 86 in Baltimore, Maryland. So remember that. So Mean Gene, on a bright, cold March morning in Baltimore, Maryland, in his trench coat, is going around asking people one question. Who's going to win the Slammy? So, so remember that. That's the one question. So the first group he sees is, is a young family in their car, stopped at a red light. And Gene asks them, who's going to win the Slammy tonight? Hulk Hogan! Hulk Hogan! So then he goes to this middle-aged woman. That's what I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be polite. It's a middle-aged woman. And she's like, you know, I, I don't watch wrestling, but I watch you. I, I'll wrestle anytime. And Gene's like, oh, uh, you know, you and I, we could, uh, we could have a little wrestling match later tonight. <laughs> so then, oh my God, th- this gets even better by the minute. Gene gets a couple of young ladies and he's like, ladies, who's going to win the Slammy? You know, the Slammies, they're not in Los Angeles. They're here in Baltimore. Who's going to win the Slammy? So this one woman of the two, she's like, well, actually, I'm not from Baltimore. Oh, you're not? Where, where are you from? I'm from Delaware. Oh, Delaware. Uh, what, what part of Delaware? Wilmington. Oh, okay, I'm thinking, I'm, I'm thinking, okay, Wilmington, Delaware. Uh, what part of Wilmington? Uh, West Wilmington. I'm, I, and at this point, I'm like, Gene, are you asking for her address and phone number? <laughs> uh, what part of West Wilmington? <laughs> oh, my God. He's like, he's like asking these questions and questions and questions. This poor woman. And I'm sure she's like, can you just leave me alone? I just want to cross the street. Um, so then she, or Gene asks another woman who apparently he knows, I wonder if he's from, if she's from West Wilmington and he's like, uh, who's going to win the Slammies? And she's like, well, um, uh, I, I'm not sure. Did, uh, did little Richard sing your song? Yeah. Little Richard did sing my song. Okay. And then we get to the absolute best part not only of this collection of highlights but the best part of the entire tape so gene is walking the sidewalks he passes by one guy who's walking away here's another guy just standing there just randomly standing on the wall and he's like oh who's going to win a slammy tonight so this guy starts walking away. And Gene's like, oh, I'm Gene Ogilvy. I'm from the World Wrestling Federation. Who's going to win the Slammy tonight? And then in the background, like, you don't see the person, but in the background, you hear someone say, James Brown! Oh, uh, I, uh James Brown's not here tonight. <laughs> oh, my God. This is so great. And then Gene catches up with another fan. And the fan is like, oh, oh, yeah, I love you. Uh, you know, I, I watch you. I watch Hulk Hogan, Mr. T, 
Roddy Piper? Yeah, I I, I watch it. And Gene's like, who's going to win the Slammy? Uh, you know, the, the, the person that could win is right here. So then he gets this couple. Gene does. So he's like, where are you from? We're from Randallstown. Oh, Randallstown, the suburb of Baltimore. I'm surprised he didn't ask him what part of Randallstown. And then he asks, who's going to win a Slammy? And they're like, Tootie Fruity! And G's like, all right, finally. Two and a half hours. Finally, I got a vote. <laughs> so, Gene then asks a security guard, and they show uh, they, they, they show the arena that it's going to be in, and Gene's like, oh, Baltimore, you know, uh, great architecture. The building is still being worked on. <laughs> so he asks the security guard, and the security guard's like, Gene... Out of respect for you, I cannot tell you who I voted for. I just don't want to. Uh, just don't want to upset the people. So then, Gene goes to this plaque from the Maryland State Dental Association, and he's still hyping up the slammy. I'm surprised he didn't ask the plaque who's gonna win the slammy. And then he asks one more fan. This fan. Oh my god, this fan is crazy. He's carrying a bag. And he's like, Woo! We're gonna win it! We're gonna win it! And she's like, Who's gonna win the slammy tonight? We're gonna win it! And then he pulls out this sticker. It says, I heart wrestling. And it's like, and he's trying to give the you know the stickers away, and then he pulls out a bottle of Jim Beam, and she's like, Oh, I do, I like you. <laughs> Okay, the best... Okay, th there's just so much about this that makes it great, besides the interviews. The fact that Gene Oakland is like, oh, the Slavies, they're, they're, they're not in Los Angeles. Oh, the Slavies, they're not in Kansas City. They're not even in Cleveland, my second favorite city. They're not in Boston. They're in Baltimore. <laughs> yeah, an award show held in Kansas City. Right. All right, so now we have Jesse Ventura in the back. And he calls Gene in. So Gene has his tuxedo jacket off. And, you know, Jesse's asking, where have you been? And he's like, oh, you know, I just came back from the uh, sauna. I've been uh, walking seven and a half miles. And Jesse's like, walking seven and a half miles? You couldn't even drive seven and a half miles. And Gene is just ticked off. <laughs> and then we get... And then we get Jesse Ventura interviewing, and I'm, and I'm going to put this in quotes, interviewing Roddy Piper. Roddy Piper is in a bathroom stall. No, I am not making this up. So he talks about how MTV wishes they could have Michael Jackson on tonight, but... The thing with Piper is he doesn't have a little curl in his hair and he doesn't take female steroids. He's implying Michael Jackson takes female steroids. Oh, okay, they, you know, more uh, power to you. <laughs> God. Who's going to win a slammy tonight? <laughs> now we go to highlights of the show. Uh, we start with Gorilla Monsoon being introduced. And uh, Vince tells him that his fly is down. And Gorilla's like, 25 years. 
I've been in this great sport for 25 years, and I've never been more humiliated than this. So then we get an award presentation for the most in ignominious. There was only one nominee. The winner? Nikolai Volkov. So Sheik and Volkov come out. Sheik trips over the podium. Volkov gets the trophy, and he thinks he's won for the best song on the album. And Vitz is like, no, 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 no. It's most ignominious. Well, what does that mean? It means embarrassing, pathetic, and then you know, uh, Volkov's upset, and he's like, oh, I, I should be in second place. All the Americans would be tied for the first place. And then we get the final clip, which is the best personality in the Land of a Thousand Dances music video, which, if you've never seen that piece of cinematography I believe it is up on YouTube for your viewing pleasure so Roddy Piper wins the award and he comes out with a broom and he starts to talk saying how he found Tina Turner in the back but his trophy broke his award broke so he throws the broom out and he makes his speech and then he's like I'd like to say something at this time. I do play Sun City, brother. And then the podium just gets destroyed and he just throws the trophy down and he leaves. And, and those are your highlights of the Slammies. Um, like I said, the, the, the interview with the fans is the best part of the entire thing. This is, it's the best part of the tape. It doesn't get any better. And the thing is, it it's not scripted. It's, you know, real genuine people, you know. And that one person just wanting to be away from Gene Oakland. I, I bet you, if I had a million dollars, if I had a million dollars, that dude thought Gene Oakland was probably a part of the FBI. I bet you. All right, we're going to get back to action now where we go to Madison Square Garden where it is the British Bulldogs and the Hart Foundation. This is the best match on this tape, hands down. It is a fantastic tag team match. Bulldogs get control early. They almost score a near three count. Uh, Jim and Brett, they go up the, you know, the aisle way, get themselves together. Dynamite was a house of fire early on. Um, Davy Boy comes in, so does Jim. They match power for power for a little bit. And then Davy Boy's going to take the blunt, you know, the, the, the majority of the beating for this match. And it's just, they beat him down, beat him down, beat him down. So Davy Boy eventually tags in Dynamite. And Dynamite is a house of fire. And then Dynamite, gets beat up, you know, for a bit. And it's so many near falls. The commentary is really good. It's Gorilla and Jesse on commentary. And we get to the final moments of the match. Dynamite, Dynamite is kind of tied up into the ropes. Brett goes for a crossbody. He accidentally crotches himself on the top rope. 
So Dynamite's able to make a tag to Davy Boy. So Davy Boy's a house of fire. You know, he's got both men in trouble. He's beating them up. And then he gets in trouble. Jim tags in Bret Hart. He picks him up. Bret goes... Bret goes to the top rope? That sentence is correct. Bret Hart goes to the top rope, hits a top rope heart attack. That's right. Yeah, the heart attack. Jim's on the mat. Bret goes to the top, hits the heart attack. Referee is distracted getting Jim Nyhart out of the ring. Dynamite climbs the top rope, hits a diving headbutt on the bread, shoves Davy Boy out of the ring. Dynamite takes the cover. One, two, three. The Bulldogs win and the fans go absolutely crazy. It is a fantastic match. It is showing the early signs of what this tag team division is going to be the rest of the way of the 1980s. It is a fantastic tag match. All four guys bust their butts. And there's one point in the match where Bret Hart has dynamite and he body slams him onto the concrete floor and you could hear the thud. You could just hear the thud of dynamite hitting the ground. And it's, oh man, but it's a fantastic match. So now we're going to go to Australia. Okay, we, we've uh, we've never done this before. So we go to Australia, and we get introduced to the Rougeau brothers, Jacques and Raymond. They are facing the Moondogs in this match, and Gorilla and Lord Alfred Hayes are on commentary for this match. This is obviously taped. Uh, taped um, commentary. So, we don't see the majority of the match. The Rougeos get advantage, and then we, you know, cut away. Moondogs have the advantage. And then we get to the end of the match. Uh, Raymond makes the tag to Jacques. Jacques's a house of fire. And they get a quick pin, and the Rougeos win this match in Australia. This was one of their first matches, I believe, for WWF at the time. But the Rougeos looked good. We could have something very, very interesting on our way. For the finale of this tape, we have a heel versus heel tag match? Yeah, heel versus heel tag match. But it's not just any ordinary heel versus heel tag match. This is for the tag team titles. Brutus Beefcake and Greg Valentine, the champions at the time, against Nikolai Volkov and the Iron Sheik. Hmm. Okay. Well, the fans in this match are with the champions. Because they can't stand the Sheik and Volkov. Come on now. So... Early on, Beefcake and Valentine, they've got the advantage. And then Sheik and Volkov, they eventually do get the advantage back. And we see, you know, Iron Sheik hitting a beautiful gut wrench suplex. And, uh, you know, a little later on, all four men get in the ring. Then we get to the end of the match. Sheik has the camel clutch 
on Valentine. It's as if he's going, you know, he's, it's like they're going to win the titles. Beefcake breaks it up. Valentine manages to make the tag to Beefcake. All four men get in the ring. Referee, basically, he's had enough. He calls for the bell. And both teams are disqualified. And because the match ended in a disqualification, titles don't change hands, Beefcake and Valentine retain the tag team titles. And then we hit the credits. And now, coming up real soon to Coliseum Video, three new tapes. Starting with the best of the WWF, Volume 8. Then, we take a look at an individual who some say is the biggest threat to champion Hulk Hogan, Randy Macho Man Savage. We take a look at his lifestyle and ask the question, what life is like with Elizabeth? And finally, the fans have asked in the past for certain videotapes, like the WWF's most unusual matches, bloopers, bleeps, and body slams. This one is no exception. The best of the TNT show, where we get footage such as Bobby Heenan meeting a weasel, and Fuji Vice. That's the best of the WWF Volume 8, Randy Macho Man Savage, and the best of the TNT show. Call your local video retailer and reserve your copies now. To send comments, write to The Producer, 430 West 54th Street, New York, New York, 10019. So... Best of the WWF Volume 7. What a tape this is. This is just a good collection, a good assemble, you know, collection of matches, highlights. You know, you got some funny moments. The old ladies in the tag title match. Hogan and Savage is a good rematch. Funk and Morales is actually a pretty decent match. Bulldogs and the Hearts, like I said, Best match on the tape. Please go out of your way to watch that match. You will not be disappointed. And of course, the whole thing with the Slammies. One of the best things you will ever see. If, if you need a good pick-me-up, if you need something to get you laughing, watch that. It will make you laugh. All right, well, that's going to do it for this edition of Coliseum Corner. Next time around... We mentioned one of these tapes just a moment ago. I'll be reviewing it. It is the best of the TNT show, as I'll be reviewing the WWF's explosive TNT show right here on Coliseum Corner. I'm Bill Yankovey. Thanks for listening, and I'll talk to you all next time.